Imagine a slideshow of images of every portable Mac Apple has made displayed in chronological order. It starts with the Macintosh Portable and ends with two M1 MacBooks. For a while, the slides are of chunky plastic laptops in light gray, dark gray, and black. The G3 iBook appears briefly to provide some needed color. And then, 12 years into Apple's portable Mac journey, you see it. You might want to pause the slides for a moment because the computer on the screen right now is undeniably a modern Apple laptop. It's thin, at least for the time, and boxy, and sheathed in silvery metal instead of plastic. When you resume the slideshow, silver metallic laptops will alternate with cheaper plastic models for a little while, but during the final decade's worth of slides, they all settle on this one basic design. It all started with this one laptop, but Apple still had a lot to learn. It's 20 Max for 2020. I'm Jason Snell. This is number five, the Titanium PowerBook G4. In January 2001, Apple introduced a thin silver laptop. And in the most simple terms, the rest is history. Here's John Gruber. I have this thought all the time, is that the Titanium PowerBook G4 is like, the longest lasting industrial design in the history of the industry, not just for Apple, but you can't say that today's MacBook Pros look exactly like the PowerBook G4, but you can draw a line from the titanium PowerBook G4 to where we are today, and there are no discontinuities in the line. It set the stage. Steve Jobs was back at Apple and was slowly turning over the entire Mac product line. A new PowerBook G3 design in 1998 had stopped the bleeding, but it's clear it was a temporary fix. Jobs and his team of designers led by Jonathan Ive wanted to redefine what a high-end Mac laptop was. Their first priority was thinness, and the titanium PowerBook G4 was one inch thick, or as Jobs started calling it, one inch thin. The previous PowerBook was 1.7 inches thick. It was a huge change. The second priority was style. In that era, the Sony Vaio was considered the ultimate small laptop. Jobs wanted something that would put those laptops and every other laptop in existence to shame. The idea was to sheath the entire laptop in metal. The metal they chose was titanium, which is why the titanium PowerBook G4 is often referred to as the TieBook. Here's John Syracuse. Up to that point, the Mac laptops, they'd been good and fine, and they'd taken a journey through the wilderness a little bit. But they weren't perceived as being on the cutting edge of anything, right? And clearly a new laptop was needed. And when the tie book came and it was introduced, I remember the audience was just blown away by what they were shown. It was so thin and its design was so unlike any laptop that had come before it that it was really just hitting on all cylinders, a pure lust object for the Mac using enthusiasts and a big step past the previous ones. Because none of the previous ones were big or fat or ugly or whatever, but this was just so elemental. It, it crossed some threshold of width and thinness and simplicity being basically a rectangular solid with a very, very thin screen. 
It was just a very impressive machine. I, I think this may be the first Mac that people lusted after at a sort of visceral level, not just a technical level, because spec-wise it was good. I mean, it was a G4 and everything, but it wasn't because of the benchmarks. It was because of the way this machine looked and how thin it was and how light it was. Here's Rick LePage, my old boss at Macworld. When I saw the Titanium, I was like, I got to have that. I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. it. You know, that didn't happen a lot, but it happened with that one. The screen was gorgeous. Ultra wide, I think, was the way he referred to it. And I think that was the best thing about it was was that. And it was so thin and it was it was fairly light. It's worth noting, too, that they put Titanium right in the name. It's a cool sounding element, Titanium. It just sounds cool. Titanium. It's made out of titanium. Like the spy planes. This, this is an incredible material. It's stronger than steel, yet lighter than aluminum. It's unbelievable. And this isn't, you know, IBM's talked about titanium. They just throw a little titanium powder into their plastic. It's nothing. This is real commercial-grade titanium metal, like they build airplanes out of. While we're talking about Steve Jobs, I have to mention how strange and uncomfortable I found it to look back at the January 2001 Macworld Expo keynote he used to launch this product. I still have pretty vivid recollections of that Macworld Expo when it was announced. And Jobs was so excited by it. I don't know if you remember, but it was like, you know, there was all this thing about these like sub notebooks and the Sony Vio was the one that everybody was talking about. Yep, the Sony Vio. Because while Jobs was certain that Apple's laptops had the power, Sony's laptops had something else. But they have the sex, right? They have the sex. We want both, the power and the sex, right? So today we're introducing a totally new power book. It's got the power. But what about the sex? And I, I still remember he kept talking about the sex. And I remember thinking, you're talking sex appeal, but you don't, you, for some reason, you don't like that phrase. So you're just going to say sex. Every time it was like, what, what, what are you trying to say? Power and sex. Power and sex. But they have the sex. Right? They have the sex. We want both. Power and the sex. Power and sex. Power and sex. Power and sex. Power and sex. Let's go back to the sex. Thin and sexy. Some people think this is the sexiest portable around. While it turned out that Apple was exactly right in wanting to make a thin, light silver laptop, the Titanium PowerBook G4 ended up being a great teacher for Apple. Titanium, as cool as it sounded, was the wrong metal for the job. It's soft and brittle. The PowerBook's hinges had an unfortunate tendency to snap. My daughter was a toddler at the time, and she once grabbed the top of my Titanium PowerBook G4 just to see me a little bit better over the top and snapped it clean off. It's a toddler. She wasn't very strong. And to get the color that Apple wanted, the computer was painted silver and white. Titanium is not that great at holding paint or resisting scratches. So the surface of the laptop would be quickly marred by scratches and flaked off paint. 
it was probably the least rugged of all the power books and MacBooks I ever had. The hinges were, were bad. You'd have to be careful after a while because if you went to close it and you let go, it would literally like bang down on top because the hinges broke. It scratched like crazy. There were actually companies that sold titanium paint to, so that you could paint over the scratches. Turns out titanium doesn't seem to be a good material for laptops, although it did kind of age in an interesting way where it took on a patina where it kind of looked cool that it got beat up, but that's obviously not what Apple's looking after <laughs> durability-wise. Here's Christina Warren. One of the most beautiful designs that Apple has ever made. But then Apple realized titanium might not be the best material to make a laptop out of. One of my friends who could afford one, he promptly dented it. The screen would snap off and the metal was so soft that it would get dense and chips all over the place. So many problems with this because this design was really pushing the limits of what they were able to make. This thing was so thin and the screen was so big and the bezels were so thin around the monitor. And like, yes, the paint would flake off and the hinge would get all creaky or whatever. But I don't think you will find someone who owned one of these when they were new who has anything but fond memories for it. Same thing with sports cars. Lots of people have sports cars that break down all the time and are very delicate and finicky, but love them and have great memories of them. This was that type of machine. Having learned its lesson, Apple shifted gears a couple of years later and released a PowerBook G4 that was sheathed in aluminum. These days, pretty much every Mac is made out of the stuff. One of aluminum's key characteristics, you don't need to paint it. You just use electricity to create a rugged anodized shell. Soon after the start of the next decade, Apple stopped making plastic laptops entirely. Every laptop Apple has sold for the last 10 years has been a clear descendant of the titanium PowerBook G4, a thin, light, silvery, metallic laptop with a prominent Apple logo on the lid oriented properly so that it displays the right way up to everyone around you in the cafe. That also started with the titanium PowerBook G4. This is the moment when you look back through the pantheon of laptops, this is it. This is that moment. You could see its influence. It took a couple of years, but pretty instantly, everybody else who was making a non-metal laptop was at least looking into it. In my mind, it's a toss-up whether this is the quintessential Apple laptop or if the 2011 MacBook Air is the quintessential Apple laptop. The stumbling on the details of the material is secondary to basically getting the sort of design ethos correct. It's elemental thinness and flatness, and it's rectangular solid, right? And yeah, the corners are curved a little bit, and there's rounded corners when viewed from the top. But beyond that, it is very elemental. And that has carried through, despite the fact that the particular materials and the details of the design and how many parts and so on and so forth have changed over the years. But they know what they wanted to make, and they figured out how can we make that. The whole idea was we need to find a material that is strong enough and light enough to make this laptop as elemental as this. And it turns out those weren't any of the right materials, magnesium, titanium, plastic, whatever. Those weren't the right ones, right? And eventually they did find the right one, which is aluminum computer controlled machined out. But using exotic sounding materials to achieve their goal earlier than they would have otherwise is, is a totally an Apple move. Not the right long term design, but definitely daring and bold and a statement machine. That's why people remember it. It's easy to take the fundamentals of laptop design for granted, as if laptops had always been there and always been like this. But so many of those fundamentals were actually originated by Apple. And a surprisingly large number of them originated in one model, the titanium PowerBook G4. 
Yes, it was a flawed product, and it was clearly built by a company that was still trying to figure some stuff out. But it was also the first step along a path that Apple is still walking today, nearly two decades later. This has been 20 Max for 2020. It was written and produced by me, Jason Snell. My thanks to John Syracusa, John Gruber, Christina Warren, and Rick LePage. Brian Hamilton provided some post-production work. I'll see you next week for number four.